Institute for Faith and Freedom at Grove City College presents Liberty Mail with the Student Fellows of Faith and Freedom. Hello and welcome to Liberty Mail. I'm Grace Riley. And I'm Aaron Jenks. And we're here reporting from the underground studios at Grove City College. We're so happy to have you with us today. We have a few really exciting things coming up. So first of all, we have our annual conference this year. It's going on April 13th through 14th. It's the Post-Roe America Conference. So it's about pro-life issues. And we have our keynote speaker that we're newly now announcing, um, which is going to be Abby Johnson. Abby Johnson will be a great speaker. She was the former director of a Planned Parenthood, and since then she saw the reality and the violence that abortion is, and from there um, has become pro-life and has become one of the most vocal pro-life advocates that there is. And she speaks on pro-life issues, on the dignity of life, and advocates for the dignity and saving of human lives now. So she's made a complete turn, and her speech will be really good. So we're excited to be, have her coming for the conference, and also we'll be showing her movie, Unplanned, which is based off of her story of going from working in the abortion clinic to becoming pro-life. So those will be really exciting coming up. Um, and today we'll be discussing the Asbury Revival, which we're excited to talk about. We're going to be breaking down what it is, what a revival is, what's going on in Kentucky, um, and what that means. And we'll also be hearing a first-person account from Don Wolf, which will be really great. He works behind the scenes on the show, so we'll be hearing his first-person account from actually going there, which will be exciting. Yeah, we have a good uh, set for you guys today. I just wanted to say be on the lookout for that upcoming movie by Abby Johnson. We're going to show that on campus and get a little hype before she comes for the, to be the conference speaker for the, uh, our conference this year. And so, yeah, we want to start off with the Asbury Revival. And we want to head into, okay, let's say when it started and get kind of the details and paint the picture for you. So it started on Wednesday, February 8th, and it was a nor normal chapel service on campus. And... What happened was students just did not want to leave. Uh, they continued the worship service, and it was a student-led uh, initiative. It wasn't, there aren't, uh, there isn't information of any kind of plan to do this. It kind of just occurred, and this is where the revival aspect of the spirit coming in to the uh, weekend, and then it, is, it lasted, I want to say, five days, correct? It's still, yeah, it's still going. It, it lasted, and... Um, well, at least with, with classes yeah. uh, canceled. But now we're going on to 12 days. Yeah, and thousands and thousands of people showed up, um, not only on the campus, but outsiders as well. I know there are some students at Grove City College that went and um, went to the revival there. So it drew thousands and thousands of believers, and um, it seems like the Holy Spirit is working. And the sermon that started it, because that's something that's interesting to look at because what, one of the things we'll be breaking down in this episode is some of the perspectives on it um, because not all Christians agree on it and some are kind of looking at it trying to say okay um, is this let's make sure this is really a revival what's actually going on is the gospel being shared so people are asking those questions um, but it started from a sermon on Romans 12 13 through 14th and the topic was loving others because God loves us and sacrificed for us. So that's a, that's a topic that's pretty, I would say, normal for sermons. But it did spark <laughs> this revival. So it was a powerful sermon. Um, I checked out some of it. It was it was a good sermon, I thought. Um, and that's what sparked this whole thing on that Wednesday. Um, so yeah, and I think as Christians, 
looking at this, I think it is wise to use discernment looking at it, but also I think it's something to be really excited about, um, that God seems to be working, and um, I think that we should be hopeful that it's a genuine revival and that God is working um, in that place um, and in the people that are there, their hearts, and in the hearts, obviously, of believers across the world. So, Yeah, and I think it's important to note that so God, God's Spirit and and God and Christ are working in the background no matter what. But what is so interesting, especially in American history, is, okay, these revivals are kind of spiked or increased renewals in a certain community, uh, a state, or a region. And it's so much more evident to our eye because so much of God's working is, is so beyond uh, our understanding. And it goes in and out of, okay, wow, that just happened out of nowhere. How do these things line up? But for some reason, uh, there's been numerous re- renewals. And even at Asbury, there's been numerous uh renewals. I think the re- most recent one was in 2006, and then their famous one in 1970, which Couple Grove City students have their parents going to that one. So yeah. it stretches back across, but specifically the Asbury renewal, um, you have just increased, I would say, presence of the Holy Spirit or or acknowledgement of God's working uh, happening, because it's so on a large scale where you see so many hundreds of people flocking to a certain community, and it's very evident. Yeah, and, and that is really, that's really what's amazing about it. And yeah, talking a little bit more about the history, um, there were key most famous um, revivals that took place on that very campus in 1905, 1908, and 1921, and then they've talked about having others since then. Mm-hmm. But I guess with that in mind, the concept of having a revival is not new to that campus. It's something that's happened throughout history. Um, and I think it is important, too, that we de- define revival and break it down Um, so that it's clear what we're talking about. Um, And what that would mean is that students would be engaging in true heart change, worship, prayer, fellowship, discipleship, that is genuinely centered around the truth. So I think that's really important to make sure that what's going on there is centered around God's truth and that that's what's being shared. Yeah, and then in the historical sense or the Webster Dictionary, you have an instance of something becoming popular, active, or important again, or even uh, if you think about Christian revival in that sense from some uh, Christian scholars, you have uh, distinguished of uh, increased spiritual interest and a renewal of life uh, within a community or a congregation. Yeah. And I think, too, just thinking about this, one of the things as Christians that's important to remember and think about is that um, even even though all the amazing things are going on and the Holy Spirit is working there, that doesn't mean that that's a hot spot for the Holy Spirit in the sense of that doesn't mean that you are not with God where you are right now, um, whether you're there or not. Because I think one thing just to remember is that as Christians, we are with God always. God is always with us, and we have access to God no matter where we are, um, and he meets us where we are. So I think that's important to remember, too, that if you're a Christian that feels um, sad that you can't go to something like this or that you can't be there, remembering that you actually you are with God and God is with you, um, and that's a really amazing thing. Yeah, that's a good point because especially people I've seen online just being uh, maybe upset that, they haven't had this experience in their mm-hmm. life. And, I mean, these are these are genuine feelings of, of fellow Christians who feel that they have not experienced maybe this type of uh, spiritual influence in their life. But there's so many workings of God that is just beyond, uh, outside of our understanding. So you do, we do, or we're told that these workings of the Spirit are happening. But like I said earlier, it's so 
uh, evident where you have just 50,000 people uh, they were saying were visiting Asbury and you have just a, a large spike of, okay, why are there so many people genuinely reflecting on God's love right now, uh, a spirit of worship and continued praise of the God. So you have people coming uh, from both sides or from a couple sides of this perspective saying, okay, well, I don't see it in my life, but then you have so many people, okay, they seeking it out and traveling across numerous states, like people even at Grove City yeah. uh, to get to this revival in Asbury. Yeah, and I think looking at this and kind of moving into what some other prominent Christians and other political figures have been saying about it, for me personally, when I was first looking at it, I thought, wow, this looks exciting and great. But also, I was slightly skeptical just in the sense of, okay, we should make sure that this is good like just in the sense of being not necessarily assuming that it's not, but just, you know, trying to exercise discernment and wisdom and making sure that everything is good. And I think Allie Beth Stuckey made a good point. She's a Christian um, podcaster, and she said that we can be excited, hopeful and grateful mm. about this and still. Um, and she quoted First John for one. She said, test the spirits to see whether they are from God, just to make sure you know, these are, this is truly from God. Um, and, and she says, the Christians I see praising the Lord for college students worshiping together while also urging discernment are doing a good thing. So there, there has been some back and forth amongst Christians, some saying that, oh, we should exercise a lot of discernment about this, others saying this is really great and we should be excited. And I think she did a good job kind of just seeing, um, seeing, I think, a pretty, having a level-headed perspective there of, you know, we can still, as Christians, exercise discernment and be looking at this and saying, okay, hopefully this is all centered in God's true truth. Mm. But also, we can be really excited because something amazing is happening um, on that campus, in our country, and just for believers and um, across the world. Yeah, it's a good perspective to have, too, to just have that, just take a step back and rethink, okay, what's happening before you jump into it. And I'd say the broad reaction from people is genuine uh, belief in it and at least mm -hmm. genuine excitement that, yeah. that God is, that you can see something that God is doing in, in people's lives. And especially in America, um, to have something on a national stage uh, that's so pro-Christian and yeah. it's, it's new and it's kind of uh, exciting to see. But then, yeah, okay, it is respectable for these Christians to be, okay, skeptical of it. Uh, we're called to be skeptics of many things. So mm -hmm. to have that discernment, as you're saying, and then uh, for her to toe the line kind of, but then also giving praise and glory to where it is rightfully. Uh, yeah. I think that's a good perspective from her part. Yeah, and I think, too, just on the note of it being something that's kind of nationally uh, being broadcasted, one of the points that she had made, she did a podcast episode on this, was that, um, one of the reasons she thinks discernment is wise is because whenever you have something that's all over social media or that's on a campus like that, you want to make sure that um, it, it's all the, that the priority is genuine worship and prayer, not that people are going because their friends are or because mm. it seems popular, just making sure that that's the true focus. And it seems like it is. It seems like from a lot of people's experience that the Holy Spirit is truly working there. Um, which is good. And just on another note, I, which I think is really interesting. So Tucker Carlson tonight, the show, he's uh, has the highest ratings of anyone. I mean, so most probably know who he is, but he's a Fox News host and has a very popular show. And mm. the, the point of this basically is that he and his, his team heard about 
this revival and they wanted to cover it basically. So they had the, I, I believe it was the camp, the student body president on the show to talk about the revival. But then after that, they were further intrigued and wanted to go on the ground basically to Kentucky to report on this to again, a really big television audience. Mm. And what happened was they got a message back from the university saying, like, this is with respect, this isn't um, picking sides, but we would rather you don't come and cover this because they wanted to keep the camera out of it. Um, just to quote what they said, they said it's not personal, um, that they like Tucker's show, but they want the ongoing service to be purely spiritual, and they didn't want politics or business involved. No one, they didn't want anyone to be making money. Mm. So I think that was a really good reflection of, you know, um, making sure things were focused in the right way. And Tucker and his team said that they respected that so much because you don't find people in the industry of politics that turn down that sort of um, fame and headline type thing. But I think he he said and he thought that um, it showed more of their motives and that they had a lot of respect for that. Yeah, that's there's a great deal of humility in that uh, coming from the school of Asbury to be able to show that discernment and say, no, not in this instance, uh, God's working here. Uh, we, we don't need the cameras to come in and mm-hmm. make this a glorified uh, Yeah, they project. didn't want it to be about the wrong thing. So I mm-hmm. think that is a really good sign. And um, I, I wanted to push back on your first thing where you said, okay, well, people are just people might be coming just for mm-hmm. uh, because friends are going or it's, it's a popular thing to do, yeah. which is the Webster uh, Dictionary actually labels a revival as, okay, a, a popular, something that has become popular, active within a community. Um, and I'll just say, say that, you never know how God is going to use something. So even if if people are showing up to this, I really genuinely think that uh, you, you can't limit God's power. And, okay, even if that person is coming, uh, maybe on not the mm-hmm. best, uh, pri- or not priority, but desire to come, uh, God is going to always use, I think, opportunities yeah. to grow to further grow seeds in people. Yeah, and I agree with that completely. I think that's a great point. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so I really wanted to, so we got like humility down, right? There's a great deal of biblical humility coming from the campus and why this is a uh, pretty genuine uh, revival, we think. And then I want to say a great deal of hospitality, I think has been maybe overlooked by, by the school mm-hmm. to be able to uh, bring in over 50,000 people coming from across state lines and orchestrate where it's not a complete mess. Um, there's a great deal of, I think, God working in that to orchestrate things to play out that, uh, the logistics of the whole event worked out well, but then just a great deal of biblical uh, hospitality on behalf of the school to say we're going to cancel school for, I think it was five days, and then for professors to kind of take a step back and understanding what's going on is above uh, classes and grades. Yeah, no, that's a good point as well. Um, And just something that comes to mind too, just based off of the whole uh, discussion, I guess, is um, one of the things that other people that have maybe been on the side of exercising more caution to it have mentioned is just making sure that people are there um, to kind of, if people um, are saved and become new believers, to make mm-hmm. sure that people are there to then offer fellowship, discipleship that continues yeah. on far after um, just, you know, this instant in a sense, so that we make sure that people continue to grow in their faith and are hearing the gospel and are hearing um, God's truth and are given resources in a sense and the other believers are there helping them along that walk. So I do think that's important as well. And that's an opportunity that Christians, especially the other students, the other Christian students on that campus have, they have this opportunity now to be there and to help mentor and disciple 
um, new believers who have just been saved through this, which is incredible. So I think that is a really good opportunity that as Christians not there, we should, of course, be praying for um, just that God would work through that. No, I think that's a great point. And then we'll be able to talk and ask uh, our fellow interviewer in, in a moment here about that, too, if if there were kind of resources down there. Do you know of any? Uh, I know there was a number of organizations that were going down to kind of just give out maybe food or, mm-hmm. or any uh, materials or uh, resources to people that were traveling. Um, but I do wonder if there were, I, 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 I would yeah. put money on it, <laughs> that from, there were local uh, pastors and people from the community, from churches that were yeah, gathered there to help. Yeah, from what I understand, Chris, that's been going well. From what I understand mm-hmm. um, and from what I've researched and heard about it, it seems like that is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, I, like, that should continue to happen. And um, just so that... You know, someone doesn't just go there, um, you know, have the spiritual high and then they leave and they don't really know what to do with it. Just making sure that, you know, those people, um, they have others to other believers to walk with. Yeah. And if we can, Olivia, I'd love to give um, a couple of the photos that we have up on the slide. It gives a really good sense of the community that was happening there. Um, And from what we've been told from uh, Don here is that so this was in in line just to the thousands of people trying to get into the chapel mm-hmm. service uh, or the chapel building and then worship spontaneously kind of occurring outside where they're lifting their voices up to the Lord. And so this was really fun to see. And then there's a couple more to show just how drastic, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even packed in they were, but you don't see cameras like we were talking about. You don't see uh, a, a huge worship band. It's it's really just lifting up their voices. Mm-hmm. I'd say you have a couple of instruments, but it's, it's it was an awesome uh, couple of photos if you're here on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, now it's probably a great time to hear from Don and hear from his personal experience. Yeah, awesome. Can we patch it in, Don? Yeah, well, thanks for uh, having me on uh, your uh, show, Liberty Mail, here. Yeah, well, thanks for going down to Asbury first. I know you were, uh, you said you were led there by the Spirit, you felt like. Can you just tell us about your experience and maybe a couple of your biggest takeaways from the weekend? Yeah, well, I was I was moved when I first heard it had happened because um, I have some personal connections on campus. My niece graduated from there uh, two years ago, and I had known the campus for years uh, in that area because I have a son that lives in Lexington, Kentucky. So I'm real familiar with the campus, the area. So that's part of me being drawn down there. But also, I had actually um, interviewed Zach Meekrebs about a year ago about his mission on the campus uh, for the Alliance Church um, Envision program. So again, that whole thing, I mean, I knew Zach personally, and the idea that he was preaching when this broke out was really awesome. And I wasn't really sure why I was going, other than I felt the Lord pulling me down there. Um, So that's initially, you know, why I got in the car and headed out um, on Sunday night um, after the thing had been going on for uh, seven days. And it actually went for 11 days, and I was there on the final day um, of the final um, public service that they held um, a week ago today. That's awesome. And then was there that sense of community and uh, kind of outreaching, I'd say, for more seasoned Christians that you saw? We know we we saw that there was numerous new newcomers to the faith, but then also that majority, or not majority, but just a lot of people uh, already of the faith just worshiping and praising the Lord. Yeah, it was really, um, like, I'd been to a lot of big music festivals, I mean, with, you know, 
nearly 100,000 people. I've been to big mega churches, and this was something different. It was um, it was peaceful, love. Um, it was genuine, um, is all I can say. There was definitely um, grace upon the whole event, um, whether it was the people singing inside. And again, they were basically singing with acoustic instruments plugged in, but there was no lights, there was no uh, words. You either knew the songs they were singing or you hummed along. And uh, it was just pretty low tech. Um, and But I guess what I would take away is mainly the genuineness of the love, uh, you could feel the Holy Spirit's presence. I mean, I, I sat and uh, cried for a while and uncontrollable. And even even before I went down, just um, the Spirit seems to move in ways that we don't really understand. And uh, sometimes when I think about it now, it's even, it's there's just a power in that. And I've heard that expressed from other people uh, that have been there. And um, so, uh, yeah, that that's that's part of what I experienced, the real genuineness of it, and a, a um, patience with the people in line. Um, I met people from um, Denver, from Louisiana, oh, wow. from Michigan. Yeah, that's really cool. God, God, knows, God knows no boundaries uh, within people and uh, walks of life and touching people's hearts, and I'd say that even in, in Don's life, but then anyone who attended uh, will definitely see impacts throughout the coming years to follow. Uh, people impacts that I guarantee people won't even notice. Yeah, and I, I think the best thing for us to do is just be prayerful and praying for um, everyone who's there, for their hearts, that they, um, you know, would be protected and shown the true gospel and just that, um, again, the Holy Spirit would work through all of them. Well, we're so appreciative that you could go down there, Don, and then you're able to share with us. Yeah, one uh, thing experience. I want to add, which um, is the unity I saw amongst college students, adults of all ages. I mean, this was college student-led, but there was a there was all ages in that auditorium, and um, that's what was really impressive too. And and I think the, the Lord wants to bring that is unity amongst the generations. And I think the younger generation was leading this, and I think it's the younger generation that's going to move this country into into maybe revival. And, and I would call it an outpouring, um, and, and only we'll find out in the future if this takes on and there is a true revival. Well, I actually really like that outpouring because uh, scriptures talk about Christ as a flowing uh, fountain so often in our, in our world and in our, in our life. So hopefully, and uh, prayer, praying that Asbury is that fountain pouring into uh, local communities across the country. And then as we've heard, just the genuine shine, I think, of, of who uh, Christ's character character is and uh, everything that Don just said about the people and uh, the aspects of the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that wraps up today, and I really hope uh, this has been close on my heart and uh, it brings a joy to, to both of us, I'd say, being able to talk about this as an episode. We appreciate you listening, as always. And more than any other episode, I'd say if you have a question uh, and you don't want it on the comments, DM one of us. Uh, put it in the comments, too, if you're if that brave soul. And we'd love to either message you back or answer it on a future podcast. So thanks for tuning in to Liberty Mail today. Be sure to like and subscribe. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye, y'all. For more information on the Institute for Faith and Freedom, visit faithandfreedom.com.